0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gavern podcast, where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill.
1: I forgot to unmute myself. Hiya!
0: <laughs> How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm not
1: too bad. It's uh, good, good. You know, nothing else traumatic has happened in the world yet, so I'm feeling okay.
0: I feel like it's it's been a, a bit of a slow week when the uh, the most exciting and widespread news uh, news stories have been like... Uh, Jackie Weaver and that uh, that lawyer that, <laughs> that cat filter on Zoom which is the best thing I've ever seen ever <laughs> I am so, here I'm not a cat I'm
1: here live I'm not a cat oh my god so I can see that <laughs> boomers are just the gift that keep on giving oh 100% they, they make life a little bit more livable well no not, they make and it worse actively. Or less livable as well yeah <laughs> but they do stupid things and it makes me laugh so <laughs> yeah, you got to get the small victories where you can right? absolutely Hell yeah.
0: How's your, how's your week in magic been this week? Uh, I've opened a lot of
1: Kaldheim product.
0: Yeah. How's how has that been going? I've seen the uh,
1: the EV on the Kaldheim boxes. is is not good. No. To put it nicely. It is not. There are very few cards that are worth a lot of money. Um, it's also annoying when you're trying to open them open boxes to get complete sets and you're missing yeah. certain mythics and then you keep opening showcase versions of those mythics so you can't use them to complete the set. <laughs> yeah I I, I did open a foil for Exian Language for Unclex, which was pretty nice and then immediately sold it yeah because that's going to be at least a box or two, right yeah exactly it paid for two boxes so that's pretty sweet Um, yeah I've just been opening a lot of products and uh, this set is just kind of underwhelming in terms of power level and I'm not particularly interested I was like kind of I was really hyped about it going in and then just every time I look at Cartron I'm like yeah it's just kind of nothingy really unfortunately I don't know yeah. if that's just me and I'm just being pessimistic for no reason, but that's how it feels.
0: I I fully agree. I think really, I think I, I've watched a couple of sort of box opening videos, and even like like at like Community, Community College's booster box game. Like he opened one box, which, you know, that's 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 not the point. And when you're opening boxes, if you're talking about like less than a hundred boxes or so, like your figures are kind of worthless anyway. But it, it just seems like there's there's no Real value, like other than yeah, you, you showcase, showcase foil mythics. There's no sort of real Even value Even they're anywhere. not crazy expensive. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether that's because there's obviously there's no standard play going on in paper at the moment, or it's because the demand comes from other products and. We're still feeling the effect of things like Commander, Commander Legends, and there's far more demand for the exciting, cool cards in that set than there is the, the new Standard set, or stuff just isn't as powerful or desirable. And I don't know. I think there's there's a million different reasons for it, really, but it's it's kind of sad to see a set as cool as kaldheim feel
1: like it, like it falls falls a bit flat when uh, you're it. It's, it's weird because the demand for sealed product has been almost insatiable. It's been completely ridiculous. The amount of sealed product people are buying of this set. Um for like for us personally. Yeah. And the singles we're still selling a lot of singles and so there's there's some interesting stuff for, for commander and stuff. But uh, yeah, like you say, like there's nothing to drive standard prices and obviously that hasn't been for about twelve months now. Um so we're you know, we're not selling any standard cards at all. Like all of my all of the orders that I'm I'm packing for people are just <laughs> they're just commander cards, the commander orders or some guy in the States buying three hundred copies of a random Mirage card. Uh, which I like packing those orders yeah. <laughs> and yeah it, it's like there's some interesting commander cards there's some fun commander cards but none of them seem to be worth anything um, like I think Goldspun dragons like 10 quid Valky's like 20 quid but that's about to get bombed <laughs> um, or that's about to die um, and uh, other than that just kind of, sort of middling cards even the fo- like you said like the, the foil showcase mythics aren't even worth much everything's just worth a disappointing amount of money uh which is always true and like you, you know you shouldn't, shouldn't open boxes and stuff if you're trying to make value and, and yada, yada yada but yeah. it's just like there's just no sort of you open a valkyrie you open nothing basically <laughs> uh which we've seen from sets before but i mean yeah it's just that everything's kind of a little bit underwhelming yeah i think it's, it's
0: just a bit of a shame when kaldheim is such a cool set uh, on paper, and I, I've enjoyed from what I've played of the limited a lot. Um, been playing a bit on Arena, and it's really cool. Limited, uh, I just I love the theme, the theme, the art, the story, everything about kaldheim is really cool. So yeah, it does feel a little bit bad to <laughs> buy a box and get like not even half the value in there.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's not just like a little bit off. And uh, again, like don't buy boxes if you're trying to. Yeah, don't do the booster box game and try and chain them. But there's just nothing in it. It's literally va- like. You know, I made the price of two boxes out of a booster somehow because it just happened, right? But yeah. other than that, there's no like big. Sp- I suppose Baronclax is like still twenty five quid just for the non foil regular version, but yeah, it's all a bit unimpressive, unfortunately. Yeah. Cool. So
0: besides cracking packs, uh, have you played any Magic this week at all, or <laughs>
1: followed any tournaments or anything? God no. <laughs> I, uh, no, I mean yeah I just I, I have really you know my opportunities to play my Magic are few and far between yeah and I haven't I don't have it in me to keep track of standard and just occupy what little free space there is left in my brain with what's going on in standard uh, so no <laughs> as per usual yeah <laughs> how was how has your week been for Magic? yeah it's,
0: it's been pretty much pretty much more of the same really I've played a bit historic on Arena um And just kind of enjoyed it a bit more at a a, a casual pace. I'm just trying to have a bit of fun with the the Esper control deck that I brewed rather than just like grind an actual good deck and it's it's fine I'm still enjoying Arena on mobile quite a lot like it is good just to get that I can just get five minutes in on my phone and just play a game or two so that's fun it does what I hoped it would Uh, so I'm still still liking that quite a lot but besides that I haven't really played anything uh, I think there's a. I've seen a couple of of, sort of webcam paper legacy tournaments that might be running that I, I might start to take part in. I think they're like weekly events, so I think that's something that I might start doing every week because uh, I really miss playing legacy. And we're gonna talk yeah, a bit about it's... legacy later on.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's one that um, there's one that I'm aware of that I think is currently happening right now as we're recording. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> So I guess I'm not playing this week,
0: but... It, yeah, it
1: but it might, cool. it might be cool. Yeah, it might, it might be cool to, to play that every now and again. I'm just like, it's just such a... Because for me, playing Magic was always like, I get to play Magic and then I get to spend, you know, between 10 and 30 minutes hanging out with people and then talking yeah. about Magic and having a cool time. But if I'm just sort of sitting here at my desk, not really doing anything <laughs> between rounds, it's kind of way less interesting to me. I'd rather, like, dedicate my evening to doing something specific and filling my time rather than, like, in little little bursts, and then sitting here doing not very much, and I can't, I don't have long enough to commit to something else, you know? Yeah, totally. I don't know, maybe I'm just down with this week. I, I think everything I've said has been negative so far, so <laughs> <Are> <laughs> hopefully we, we can know, improve on that. Given the given the state of the world, I think we could excuse it. I think I said boy, I have to stop relying on the, the fact that the world's collapsing, <laughs> and just maybe try and be a bit more positive sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> cool, well, we've got a few different things to talk about
0: this week, so I think... I think first of all we need to we need to kick it off with the, uh, the ever present uh, far from secret secret lairs. That's right at the back.
1: Yep. Yeah, who'd have thought? Yeah. So Loads sim- of them, one, in one go.
0: Yeah. Since we last recorded, there have been two <laughs> new secret lair announcements. Yeah. One of them extremely cool.
1: The other, a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Fine. Yeah. 100% <laughs> agree there. So I guess first up we've got the black is magic secret lair, which is a it's going to be their charity secret secret layer for the year uh, this i think it's quite similar to like the international women's day one they did last year this time or the year before whenever when that, when, when was that was
1: that last year that must have been last year right 2019 i want to say i don't know hang anymore. on i hang really on. don't know anymore but yeah, yeah i think it's, i have a meron right here i'll check the date on it this meron says 2020 it must have been 2020 <laughs> oh, it must have been last year okay jesus <laughs> but less than a year ago i think uh yeah, uh, I think it
0: very much follows in the, in the same vein as that one, so this time uh, they are doing it to support charity, this time they're supporting Black Girls Code, and all of the, the cards and the art are featuring um, black characters, or um, I guess spells with new artwork featuring black characters, and they're all fantastic. So we've got five of the seven cards so far, uh, and they are Shalai, Voice of Plenty, Ponder, Cultivate... Kaya, Ghost Assassin, and the
1: Hero of Dominaria. These cards are so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing. I love the Secret Lair. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's nice given what's going on recently that they're, uh, I guess, so, sort of putting their money where their mouth is. I don't really know what happens with the money that goes towards charity with the Secret Lairs. Um, I'm sure they're being transparent about it somewhere, but I haven't looked into it.
0: Um, yeah, but I think, I think
1: so I think I think with
0: this one in particular, they haven't. So I guess this is the first time they've done a charity secret there in this vein um, since the National Women's Day one. I think last time they said that they were going to give X amount or X percent of the profits to the charity. This time they haven't said they haven't specified an amount. They've just said they will give. I'm um, Find what word they used exactly. So just it. a portion. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a portion. Um Yes, yeah, so this time they've said uh, Secret Lair Black is Magic, presented by game designer Sydney Adams, resonates with my soul. Nude cards will be revealed across February in celebration of Black History Month, with proceeds from the sale starting February 22nd to be donated to Black Girls Code. So they haven't specified yeah. amount, they've just said proceeds this time. Which, which I mean, is something, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think in in terms of a of a a pr sense i guess it's i guess it's a bit of both really isn't it it's better for them because they're not specifying a specific you know they're they're not putting a specific number out there that people can then go and criticize but at the same time they're being very vague with it so that's also not a great look but the fact that that they're giving anything and that they are they are using the platform to promote this charity is is a good thing definitely and yeah absolutely they they've hired they've hired somebody to specifically work on the, on this product as well and curate these cards and they've hired black artists for all of the, the art as well and they're all sort of lesser known and smaller artists so I, I think that they are I, regardless of, of what amount of, of money they're given at the end of the day I think what they're doing to promote
1: this this charity and this cause is, is definitely a net positive. Yeah they're doing more than doing nothing and that's that's a <laughs> A lot of the time, so just, you know, as much as we can ask for. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's my favourite thing about it. It's just that it's, you know, promoting these black artists who don't get as much exposure and putting them on a, on a big platform Yeah. and, you know, promoting a, a black charity and giving literally a job to a black woman, <laughs> which is nice. Um, it's, a, it's a cool thing for them to be doing. Um, and so some of this art is just, just absurdly nice. Like, that, that ponder, I'm going to need four of those ponders. Yeah, Because they're incredible. Definitely. I, I think I... Um, somebody who who's
0: typically always kind of wanted to go for like the the oldest edition of the card possible or i, I don't know i I'm, I'm quite picky with like my art like art on my cards and making my decks sort of like personal and sort of expressing myself through my deck and i i think i might have to get these ponders they are incredibly nice i think they're the nicest looking ponders and it, it, it's not really i guess they're the frame and like the, the board, like the border of the card and stuff are not really something that I'd typically play in my decks, but I, I just love them, I absolutely love them, I think I might have to get a set of those, uh, and also, it's your boy Fairy, you
1: <laughs> Having a love lovely Deferi. family
0: moment. Fairy having a lovely family moment. It's uh, so cute, it's that card is so cute, I love it. The card um, is still very playable in some formats.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Love it, absolutely love it yeah it's it's just it's really nice and the Vakaya as well I mean they're all great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I said it's nice for Wizards to give exposure to these um, to these artists who I mean I didn't know any of these artists before going in and now I follow them all on Twitter because yeah. they're really good so <laughs> um, yeah I mean it's it's I was considering buying it but then like the only thing I really want to actually play with would be the Ponders, and I don't want to buy four of them and then try and flog the rest of the cards so I'm probably just going to buy a place set of Ponders on the secondary market in a couple of months time <laughs> but uh know, that does still get bought, so... Yeah,
0: I I really, I really, really don't know, uh, because I would love a playset of Ponders, but also would love a playset of Teferi, and we still haven't had the the other two cards that are going to be in the set as well, so
1: so who knows? Who knows,
0: but... It does
1: feel a little bit bad that we get this special full art Foily Cultivate so soon after M21 full art special Foily Cultivate, but... You know... (laughs) Yeah. I think this is a really cool product. I'm, 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 I'm glad that they've they've made this product. It's, it's basically my feelings towards it, and I'm gonna need those ponders
0: immediately. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hundred percent. And I, I think it's, it is. I think it is is definitely valid and fair to to look at this product through the you know the critical lens of like, of of capitalism and, you know, world uh-huh. capitalism and all that. And, and but you know, it is, it is very uh-huh. much like philanthropy is the future of business. But at the same time, it is you know they are genuinely raising money and will be providing money to a very good cause, a very good charity, and regardless of of the of the actual financial aspect of it, the fact that they are providing a platform for this charity to their their audience of x amount of millions of people is is something really big in and of itself that I don't think should be overlooked. So I I think it's perfectly yeah. fine to do both. Like yes, you can criticize it because it. I mean, some people may feel that it could be tokenistic in a way, and there is definitely that, that, you know, that great Stephanie McMahon quote Philanthropy is the future of business. <laughs> but at the same time, they, they, I think they are genuinely, genuinely doing a very good job of this, and it is a
1: fantastic good cause. So sort of yeah. all around, I think, really. I mean, they've given jobs to seven black artists, even if it's commission, and they've yep. literally given a black woman a job, so. Exactly, on that point of view, and like with the whole like oh uh, you know it's it, I mean it is tokenistic though right? like th- these things always feel that way. I felt that way about the um, the International Women's Day one and whatever. But also like I'm fucking tired. Just let me enjoy things. Yeah. Fully, fully. Right. Like uh, capitalism's evil and we're all going to die because of it. But so let me just enjoy this nice art. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> at <some>, a <laughs> certain point, and you know I hate capitalism more than anyone. I think. Um, I just like at a certain point you just need to stop and enjoy things, yeah. And maybe enjoy looking at this illustration of Kaya because it's excellent. It's it's so good, so good. Big fan. Right, let's 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 bring back the negativity and talk about the other drop. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so we have out of nowhere, uh,
0: we have a super uh-huh. drop, which is
1: yeah the
0: uh, the big bundle thing that they like to do. So this is the the smitten super drop, for special Valentine's Day themed secret layer uh, available over. Nine days <laughs> Like not just Valentine's Day Very mm-hmm. strange But whatever Whatever Yep I just wish I
1: wish they'd stop Pretending the themes Like <laughs> I mean one of them Is kind of themed
0: Yeah but We have an oh, actual yeah, Valentine's like...
1: Day one But then like Yeah the rest of it Is just that I don't really You're yeah. just looking For an excuse To promote this So first up We have uh, Quite possibly My
0: least favourite title Of them so far uh, Is Fairy 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 Rad I don't get it it's meant to be, like, very, very, very
1: rad. Oh, I hate it, thank you. But, like... Oh my god, what? I think it's worse than Can You Feel the Heart of Steel. It's not It's not as bad as the one that we're going to come to in a minute. Yeah, true. But it's pretty, it's pretty bad. I just... I di- it's extremely it's, cringe.
0: It's not for me. It's really, really not for me. Yeah. But, as far as the set itself goes, it is a Glenelandrath Archmage, Mistbind Click, Vendillion Click, and Spellstutter Sprite. Uh, they have very very interesting art it's again not for me at all it's really sort of bright pastely cool almost like Lisa Frank-esque art in a way like just really really out
1: there it's like what like tv shows do it's like the the kind of color palette they use to to show when someone's taken some kind of drugs yeah and it, it's never like what it's like when you take drugs not that I would know but it's that kind of like oh, but you just see loads of bright colours and stuff. That's the kind of vibe it's giving me. I mean, they're not horrible. They're not. Yeah,
0: they're definitely, definitely not horrible at all. The art is very high skilled. Uh, the the, the spellster sprite, sprite especially, I think is is a fantastic bit of art. But it's it's not for me. It's not for me at all. But I, I'm sure there'll definitely be a, a
1: target audience out there for it. It's just a weird selection of cards. Like, I get the fairies, but like, so you're kind of, because it's, you know, four different fairies, you're marketing this kind of EDH players, but then Vinting and Click isn't an EDH card, and <laughs> it, it's all just kind of, I feel like they just pick these cards at random sometimes to put in decks, yeah. to put in the secret layers. Um, I don't know why we don't have Seraph Temptation.
0: Yeah, Seraph Temptation, I guess because um, it was in the set McKinnon one, Seraph
1: Temptation. Oh, of course it was, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. I hate the name now that I understand it, but the art's cool. So there's that. Yeah, it's
0: uh, it's not for me. It's not yep. for me. <laughs> uh, neither is this next one. Next up, we have the unfathomable crushing brutality of Basic Lands.
1: Fucking boo!
0: Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, again, <sighs> not for me. Like, so I, I I really like the art on these ones as like mm. bits of art. Yep. I I really, really dislike these pieces of art on magic cards.
1: Yeah, it's just that like someone's jammed like the the text boxes on them and they just yeah. look wrong. I yeah. think they should like you know with the um the metal one they did where they were yeah. all hand drawn. They should have done something like that, like incorporated the word island into the actual image. Yeah and just I a think magic so. border. Because it just looks weird. It looks or very if, if they'd I mean
0: I know why they why they've kept like the like the the card name and basic land type and stuff, and all the colors and stuff. But I think if they if they'd done them all in black and white as well or something, I think that would be cool too. I think yeah. it's just a bit jarring, just seeing seeing those colors off. Like the sw- I think the swamp looks looks fine. If they if they all had like the same, the I plains guess, too looks okay. Color. Yeah, I guess the plains looks alright as well. I think it's just yeah, the island, mountain, and forest, especially, you just look a bit darn with the color on there. But I think as a standalone pieces of art, these are really, really cool, and really would not be out of place on
1: the back cover of like any of my favorite black metal albums. But I just feel like whoever did this whole like metal thing to do with cal time and stuff, and and pushed it in terms of you know metal and magic, just like they vaguely got told about what metal music is and vaguely like took a ten minute seminar on what the culture is and then tried to write some script about it. Yeah. Because it just it's so cringe. It like it, you think kill spells are brutal? Remover is a child's play thing. It just makes me feel bad. <laughs> it just I have such a gross guttural reaction to this.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think at least with this one, so they've um the artist for this one is Mark Reddick, who's done who has done a, a lot of art for for metal bands, especially death metal and black metal bands. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. done stuff for, for like Arch Enemy and like Exodus and uh, Morbid Angel, I think, and Suffocation as well. So like he's he's done, he has he has done like actual, actual like good, big name black metal bands. He, he's done there, he's done art for them. Uh, he's worked on like Metalocalypse as well. So they, they've they definitely hired somebody with credibility and somebody who is directly involved in that scene, but...
1: Yeah, 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 I've got no problem it just, with that to It that to just, yeah, yeah, it that just that to looks pass. jarring on a magic card, I think, to me. It's just that we are here to teach you the true meaning of brutality. Like, what are you talking about? It's like Grandad learnt what death metal was and started trying to talk about it. It's horrible. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Stop it. The unfathomable crushing brutality of basic... Just shut up. Just call them Metal Basic Lands and be like, oh, we got this renowned metal artist who does metal arm covers to do art. Here you go. Yeah. And I'd be fine with it. I just hate the way that they're trying to be cool or whatever. It's It just doesn't work.
0: Yeah, it, it's like... You know, I hate it. If, if, if like Emperor were doing it in 1992, then it would have been cool because it would have been in a very small scene and also kind of like supposed to be dramatic and tongue-in-cheek and over the top. Anyway, it's black metal has always been extreme music for extreme people, uh, but it's 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 no longer it's no longer like <laughs> 1992 yeah. in, in Norway. It's now a lot later in life, and yeah, it just <laughs> it, it just feels a bit more cringe to see this on Magic. Yeah, that's
1: that's my problem with it. Just like you're just a really. massive mainstream company owned by Hasbro. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to appeal to me.
0: Multi-billion-dollar publicly traded company. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and you're trying to appeal to me by like tapping into a subculture that you clearly have no understanding of, and trying to like. Maybe there are some people who are into metal who just see the word brutal, and then do like that weird guttural scream and just are really into it. But it's just it's kind of like pandering I hate it I yeah. just I cannot explain how I, much I yeah, hate this hot yeah. metal thing
0: I, I fully understand as somebody who, who really really enjoys a lot of black metal I fully fully understand um, again like mm-hmm. individual pieces of art they would be amazing if if he does prints of these I, I would quite like one of, one of those islands like, oh yeah the island I think especially is incredible
1: again yeah I've got no problem with, with Mark Riddick his art's excellent it, they look really cool but I just, I'm sick of just some fucking suit. Uh, Wizards of the Coast being like, we should use the word brutal and and do some metal cards. Like, Jesus. Yeah, bro, that is so creak. Exactly. It just makes me sad. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah. All right, we need to move on before. Cool, let's,
0: let's move on. So the next <sighs> one is the actual Valentine's Day drops. This is Valentine's Day yeah, 2021, yeah. this one is called. Uh, which implies that there may be future Valentine's Day drops too. Who knows? Uh-huh. Uh, first up, we've got Boros Charm, then Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight, then Goblin Rubble Master, Heliod Suncrowned, Monastery Swift Spear, and a Goblin Token. Uh,
1: these, to borrow your line, are not for me, Yeah. but they, they're cool, I like them, it's a wild selection of cards. <laughs> yeah,
0: 100%.
1: <laughs> <laughs> half of these I absolutely love, and
0: like the other half I just don't really care for at all, like it, again, like they're uh, not really. Why is
1: Gisela a baby? Uh, I, why is Gisela a cherub? I don't know. I, I don't, don't get it. <laughs> uh,
0: like okay. why? 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 Boris Charm? Like why is Boris Charm one of the cards here? Because
1: like I guess they're going for like the candy theme, right? Like red and white candy, right? Yeah,
0: I guess so. I guess so. Like, and that's Boris Charm the only... is probably the most red and white card in the game, I guess.
1: And I, I guess Valentine's Day is about boros <laughs> is boros the uh, most and, and goblins like <laughs> 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 it's very peculiar It I, is I like really really
0: bizarre i so i I'm like a th- i like the style of the art i i'm not a fan mm-hmm. of the art of Morris charm or gisella mm-hmm. heliod is 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 okay uh but the other three swift spear i think is a class uh robblemaster is amazing i really really love that robblemaster art and We'll probably buy one for my queue because it's 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 amazing. It's really really out there, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that goblin token is probably my favorite goblin token of all time, and I'm a big fan yeah. of some goblin tokens. It's just yeah. amazing. it's like this just goblin tied up, but also like vomit and roses. And I don't know if he's alive <laughs> or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, I uh, I'm kind of a fan of the art style, but yeah, again, just like, I just feel like someone's put. Some cards on a dartboard and throwing them at a, throwing yeah. a dart at them and then pick them to put them in a secret layer. Yeah,
0: it's like very I,
1: strange. I can, I
0: can definitely understand if, if the theme is is red and white like like whatever red and white and candy or whatever then yeah, Boris charm 100 makes sense. Uh, but Giselle as an angel, sure, angel, cherub, red, white. I can see where that's going. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Heliod sun crowned. I'm not sure unless that's some sort of like strange like Zeus reference and how like Zeus was always doing it with mortals
1: that's, that's <laughs> no, I uh, think it's there um, I think it's part of the lore that Heliod used to be the god of love or something on Theros cool cool uh Swift Spear. <laughs> yeah. don't know why you're
0: here but I love it <laughs> yeah and yeah, then right. just novel oh, master why <laughs> why I, that, I think maybe this is what, nothing says Valentine's
1: Day like Goblin Marvel Master. <laughs> I think maybe uh, it's the the artist is uh, Brandy Milne. I think maybe their art is more. Uh... Oh, these red and white cards because they make that makes pink. Get it? It's in the copy for the on the website because red red and white mixed together makes pink, Joe. Yeah, but jo- a couple jo- of RoboMaster isn't. isn't makes, you know,
0: maybe c- because you give gifts on, on Valentine's Day, and RoboMaster is just the gift that keeps on giving
1: every <laughs> <turn>. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think maybe it has something more to do with you know the, this artist's art style, or yeah. that it does Wizard of the Coast thinking about anything. Um, Which I um, love. Brandy Mills' yeah. art is absolutely fantastic there. It really reminds mm. me of a lot of the.
0: I don't know if you've read any of the Adventure Time comics.
1: I have yeah yeah
0: so the, yeah it uh, really yeah. have that yeah and so a lot of that's that like I mean, a lot of the, the we used like a lot of different artists for the Adventure Time comics and it, a lot of the time it's very stylistically different like the the cartoon and there is definitely some some strips I've seen where the art is done in a similar style to that and I've seen covers where they might have actually used that artist as well uh, I I think the art's incredible. I do really, really yeah. love that style. Just a lot of it is, is not, well, half of it, I guess, is, is not for me.
1: Yeah, it's like cartoon style, but done in like, I don't know, is it gouache? Or like some kind of like... I, it's, it's a I strange no medium, because it's clearly just canvases that have been taken a photo of, right? Yeah. Um, I, Yeah, I, I don't hate the art style, I just think it's a weird selection of cards. Like <laughs> just, and apparently white and pink makes, uh, white wine red makes pink, so there you go, that's us told. <laughs> Cool. Uh, next up is
0: Showcase Kaldheim Part One. We can also talk about Part Two here as well, right? They're all yeah, the same. Yeah, let's let's do them. Let's do them both at once. Then uh, we have sh- also have Showcase Kaldheim Part Two. So in Part One, uh, you get three cards. So they are done in the old Showcase style. Uh, it is Frost Titan, Primeval Titan, and Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath. And then in Caldheim Part 2, you get Inferno Titan, Grave Titan, and Crocsa, Titan of Death's Hunger. So obviously these are these are giants. Uh, that ties into the Norse mythology theme very well. The art on all three of these cards, or, or six of these cards, and the border is is just stunning. Again, I think the Caldheim Showcase cards are my favourite showcase cards. They're just incredible. Uh, but at the same time, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know.
1: That, right, they're that cool. I guess and, I guess
0: I guess first up we should probably say like F's in chat for Sun Titan.
1: I mean yeah, that's a shame, I guess. We've had enough printings of Sun Titan we've had enough printings of all the Titans really. But yeah, like I like the um I like the sort of tying old cards into into a plane's new theme like they did with the secret there, the Zenekar one. Yeah. And you add, the, um
0: the Theros Gods one as well.
1: Yeah. But you you've got like Cards that aren't associated with Kaldheim being put in this. I guess with the Zendikar one, they are all from Zendikar, right? Like, yeah. Um, of Zendikar and Zendikar, right? etc. But I like that because you know the, the Titans feel like they could be from Kaldheim, right? Like yeah, the, um, definitely. I think it's, it's the 1st that they're,
0: they're all specifically giants, and Norse mythology is is full of giants. and I think, obviously, giants are a, a big feature in the Kaldheim set as well.
1: Yeah, and, and Uro and Kroxa could definitely exist on Kaldheim. And fit oh, into that yeah. kind of law. Like it definitely makes sense. Yeah,
0: they are blind uh, as well.
1: Yeah, and they look really cool. And I'm a big fan. Uh, and then do we do we get should we should we get to it? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you click on the picture, there's a little uh, warning symbol. And and next to that, as it's on the, the picture of the, the Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath one, and, and next to it, it says Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath will be banned in pioneer modern and historic formats in an upcoming announcement.
0: Yep, there's uh, a, a nice little bit underneath on the uh, on the Secret Lair page itself, mm-hmm. um, which says, No, we are planning an upcoming BNR announcement. In that announcement, we plan to ban Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, in pioneer, modern and historic. Additionally, we are continuing discussions about doing the same in Legacy. While we are still working internally on the larger BNR announcement for that
1: week, we wanted to share this information ahead of this sale because they couldn't i guess it couldn't in good conscience sell this and then ban it yeah <laughs> also i think legally they couldn't sell it and then ban it um but it's also been discounted by 5 pounds yep. so that's nice because the, the part 2 is 30 pounds and part 1 is 30 pounds reduced to 24.99 um so yeah and this allows us to transition quite nicely into talking about bannings, right yeah Because <laughs> has <laughs> gone
0: they uh, yeah in, in a secret layer announcement they managed to sneak in a our <laughs> announcement which was very unexpected.
1: <laughs>
0: it it wasn't even it wasn't even a Monday
1: because this but this this secret layer would have been in production ages ago. Yeah. Possibly even before Uro actually existed in paper. So they can't just pull an entire secret layer because how would they, how could they? They couldn't possibly do that. Um. So they're going to still release it but let you know that they're going to ban it because you can't release it and then ban it two weeks later, right? You can't take people's because the, the uproar. I, I, I mean,
0: <laughs> they have a precedent of
1: doing that, but yeah, sure. Not like this though. Like sure, when they you know printed Spenser and then banned it the next week. Um, or printed Omnath and then banned it before they <clears throat> came out. And... And you can still play it in Commander; it's fine. Yeah. Get um, yeah, a same applies yeah, here. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't ask people to pay thirty pounds and then expect them to be okay when you just immediately ban it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. From the format that it's relevant in. Uh, so yeah, which I think is fine, and people lost their goddamn minds about it, as Magic players like to do. And I just don't really care that much about any yeah. of the, like, this sort of nonsense context surrounding the fact that we know that Uro is going to be banned in at least three formats, maybe four. Like, that's the important bit. That's the cool bit we get to talk about. People are yeah. like, oh, how could they do this? And why would they release it? And why does it cost less? And they're just pieces of cardboard. And why does it, I'm just, I just don't care. And then some people being like, I'm going to buy Uro for £5. <laughs> I just don't. I don't care about any of that nonsense. It's it's just it's not it's nonsense. Yeah, and I am sick of it. Now let's move on to the fact that Uro is going to be banned. Yes, Uro it's is not currently banned. Not currently banned. Uh, will
0: be banned at some point in the future. They haven't even said mm-hmm. like oh next week there's going to be be an announcement. They've just said that they plan to ban Uro in Pioneer, Modern, and Historic. Haven't said when, but it's coming definitely. Good. It's been a long time coming it feels mm-hmm. so uh i think in pioneer it's probably correct in modern it's just probably correct and I, I hope other things get hit in that format too uh historic it feels a bit of a strange one for me because i think there are far more uh, obnoxious and far better things that can be done currently but uh, again understandable that card is is very very good and definitely too good for most formats um but, yeah, it, it's something people have been wanting for a long time. And to me, it feels a bit strange that now it's finally here. We're seeing a lot of people complain. So, I,
1: I don't know. I don't get I it. I mean, a lot of those people will be people that spent £160 on a place of a time of Nature's Wrath and then it's going to get banned. Yeah. And that's we true. have no sympathy for those people because <laughs> you made a financial decision based on the information available to you and you made the wrong one. So. Yeah bummer <laughs> if you're going to get into a, a game that involves buying and selling then don't don't be annoyed when you get burnt uh, uh but yeah i mean i think i think like you said people have been calling it f- for, for it forever wizards are finally listening we're going to get one of the uh, we'll probably talk about Tibble etc later but yeah. one of the most recent mistakes out of magic memory which i think is good i don't think it needs to be banned in legacy but the fact they haven't straight up said it means they're still considering it. I'm not sure Euro is a problem in Legacy. We can also talk about that properly later. Yeah. But getting out of those three formats is probably just correct. Yeah. And people will love that. And also loads of commander players will be able to afford Euros now, so hooray. Yeah, definitely. It's still a genuinely
0: <coughs> good playable card in Commander. And you can mm-hmm. play it as your commander if you want to. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's it's that thing with secret layers, like, yes, it is going to be twenty four ninety nine or thirty-four ninety-nine if you get a foil one for, for this set of cards. Like, but at the same time, these exist in non-fancy versions. These are skins. You're just buying skins for your card. You don't need to spend twenty-five pound on an Euro Prime Time and a Frost Titan. Do you? Like, you could buy them. You could buy them all for half the cost right now. Yep.
1: This has killed the price, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, right, which think, is very funny. Yeah. Very much. I think the. A Combination of it both being a secret Lair and the B&R announcement has, has crushed the price on an Euro, which I guess is a good thing. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I don't think it's going to be a a, a five pound card anytime soon. I think if it does, if it does survive in Legacy, it's just going to have a very similar trajectory to Oko. I think, and wouldn't be surprised yep. to see
1: it settle around fifteen pounds in the long run and keeps creeping up. Oko's okay, getting back up there again. Yep. Um But yeah, because I mean, when you can buy an Euro and a Prime Time, which is still Unless we see what happens in this larger ban announcement that they have planned for that week, uh, a powerhouse in modern that's still worth ten to twelve pounds, and Frost Titans worth nothing, but it's a cool card. <laughs> um, so when you can just buy them straight up for that in four fancy versions, then the actual price of the card from Theros is not going to be worth anything. Yeah. Well, not worth anything, but you know what I mean—like worth much less than it than it was going into this. And yeah, and it's going to be banned. So <laughs> now I don't know what the, the larger BNR announcement means. But I can assume it means that a few things are getting banned in in a few places, yeah. Right, and it could apply to any of those formats. It could also apply to Legacy. The fact that they're taking action in Legacy is just wild to me. Um, though I guess I can guess what it is, and it's probably something to do with table trickery or Valkyrie Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I guess I guess that, that's that's probably the biggest conversation I think going on at the moment in terms of like. B and R announcements. It's this this whole uh, a the typical trickery thing, which is not a meme. Certainly, so I mean it is a meme, but it's also just yep. far far too good. And then yep. yeah, the, the whole cascade in the, in a Valky thing as early as as turn one. Um, yeah, I I. we talked about it briefly last week but I I think I'm very much on the side of them just changing the cascade rule rather than banning
1: those cards now I don't know if I'm wrong here but double face like modal double face cards are basically just split cards right Uh, no they're very similar to split cards no not I mean in, in what sense in the sense that they're two different cards and you can choose to cast either of them
0: no I mean, yes, and no it de- depends what either side of the card is and from what zone
1: and from where you're casting them, well, that's what I mean. you could just make them like split cards because I imagine well, that was could, the intention you, yeah you the you intention could wasn't way, yeah. to be able to cascade into Tybalt. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the intention was we need like initially it would have been um we want a way to put a creature on one side of land on the other and having a split card the way we've seen in player Kos and Ravnica sets. Looks clunky and horrible.
0: Yeah.
1: You can't have a land that looks like that because it doesn't make any sense on the battlefield. Yeah, you can't right have top. permanents that are split cards because they don't work unless you're doing the um, the Kamigawa. Uh, flip card. flip the cards. Actual flip yeah. cards, yeah. Actual flip cards, yeah. Um, in which case they work very, very differently. to what you're trying to accomplish. These are, like, mode double face cards are essentially split cards, it's just you can't have permanence as split cards because they're half a card each and it doesn't work. Whereas if you're putting a spell on the stack, you can say, I'm casting fire, and then it goes in the graveyard. Whereas you can't say, I'm casting... I'm playing this land and it just be half of a card and then you don't know which way to orientate the card. Yeah. And like, that that was... That was my understanding of mode double face cards, that they're just split cards that look a lot cleaner when you want them to be permanent. So why can't they just function exactly like split cards? Because everywhere outside of... In your library, they do. Uh, I guess, that, like... because uh, So, like, in terms, of, in terms of Cascade, can't they work exactly the same as... Um, as, as split cards? Because, sure, the lands make it a little bit difficult because then you'd be able to silver and scrying for a thing with a land on the, with the Yeah, I, I, on think the front, it, I think it's... I
0: think they're just very... I think because they're quite a new card... The whole cast thing is very specific to to that card and the mechanic and, and what you're just what you're trying to do. And I think they're all just very situational in the moment. I think sure. you're right that they should just be they 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 should just work like uh, like the the split cards, but double faced instead of split. But Magic rules and terminology doesn't work exactly
1: like that. Yeah. The problem, I think, the problem is like they could just say, "Oh, it doesn't work like this anymore," and we'd all get it. But they they have to implement it in the rules, right? Yeah, they have to make it. They have to make a hard and fast. Rule that's like that's the issue. Like they can't they
0: can't just say, "Oh, you can't cascade into a Like that would be which is the, what they want to That would to be do. the easy yeah, fix. Yeah. That hundred percent. What 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 you would want yeah. to do would be the easy fix, but that's not the way the game works that's not the, the way the the rules are set up like you, you cannot just do that unfortunately no matter how you know how straightforward and everybody would understand it mm-hmm. that, that doesn't work within the rules of the game for them to yeah. do that mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean i'm sure somebody who is a professional game designer for one of the biggest games companies in the world will figure out how to implement it effectively and i'm sure
1: they'll do a far better job than, than i could ever come up with yeah uh,
0: so but i just oh. i just hope something
1: happens <laughs> we assume that that's going to happen because yeah. it's a very easy fix, and also it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like a. I mean, maybe it was. Maybe I, they thought. Well, you know... that's the thing. Like, yeah, like maybe,
0: maybe it, it was not quite intentional. But they they discovered it in playtesting or realized it in playtesting. Were well, like, oh, that's cool. You can you can sneak a Tibble onto the battlefield. That's cool. That's that's very tybalt That's that's kind of cheeky. I like that. But then, didn't have like thousands of you know thousands thousands and thousands and almost millions of players I guess, grinding away (laughs) every minute of the day, producing lots of data it's it's, it's, it's just always the problem, it's like you can have ten people in a room play hundreds and hundreds of games over and over again but those ten people are never going to provide the same amount of data anywhere near as quickly as thousands of people playing
1: or communicating will Yeah, which is I guess unfortunate yeah, um, but like, like I said, like it was the whole thing with um, like with Cascade and split cards, and with you know Goblin Dark Dwellers and split cards, and Jar of Eyeballs and split cards, and all that nonsense that they just eroded. They were just like, yeah. no, that, that that was unintentional. Sorry. Uh, this is how it actually works, and I, I, I think they're going to do that, and I hope they do that. Right. Yeah, I hope we, so can, we can hope. hope. <laughs> uh, so. Let's let's hope that that's gonna ha- come in this larger band announcement. Yeah, it's even only... if it, even if it's just like,
0: like uh, I don't know, something like a new cascade. You may only play the front face of a modal dual face card.
1: Yeah, like some something like that. Because I imagine that will be what they the, what they intend to do. Yeah, and that would make it cascades just cause so many nightmares, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh... free spells every single time. It's free spells. Free spells are the problem. We were talk. I was talking about uh, how, in search of greatness, <laughs> from Calpine was their <laughs> a t- attempt to do uh, free spells reasonably. Uh, it turns out Tibbles trickery and Cascade were the problem. Who'd <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, have thought? Older mechanics were the problem. I guess
0: just a just a, a nice a nice one while on the Tibbles trickery thing. I did manage to beat a, a, a turn two Tibbles trickery in um, a arena a nice. historic best of one. Nice. Uh, because I played a Fable Passage turn one and I cracked my Fable Passage in response to their, um, their Ulamog <laughs> so they didn't get to exile my, my land so I got to play a bunch of lands and I, I was playing a deck, so I didn't just get milled out straight away it was great Nice uh, I won, Yeah, I won that because I had three, <laughs> three lands and a Gideon of the Trials and they had nothing in their hand and <laughs> an Ulamog and one land on the field Amazing it's good. It's a good game. Uh, so, I think we'll move on to Tibble's Trickery needs to go, right? Yep. Just simple as that. Uh, Tibble's Trickery either needs to go or uh, there needs to be an errata uh, to Tibble's Trickery uh, to say that uh, counter target spell opponent controls, that kind of thing. Because, again, I imagine
1: that was the that was The intention. intention. Yep. Give Red a strange chaos counter spell. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, formats, do you think it should be gone in just everyone? Is it kind of okay for Legacy, or is it too good in Legacy? I
0: think that it should be I I don't know about Standard, I really have not played against it in Standard, or seen it enough in Standard to really know or care about it Uh, Historic Best of 1 it should be gone 100% Uh, Historic Best of 3 it should probably be gone Uh, Pioneer Uh and Modern it should probably just be gone as well like I don't mind there being like a, like a, a cool gotcha combo deck, but the fact that it can happen on like turn one, turn two, fairly consistency is it's just not healthy for any format at all. Yep. Uh, it's not good enough for vintage because, like, you you have to play bad cards to make it a good deck and. Why would you play bad cards when you can just play good cards and just win all of your matchups in Vintage anyway? Like it's yep. not relevant to discuss it there at all. Uh, and then Legacy, I I really don't know. I haven't seen enough of it in Legacy, and I think because stuff like Thoughtseize and Force of Will and Force of Negation are so ubiquitous anyway, I don't know how much of a problem it actually is. And also, I feel like like Legacy players are less likely to play it like unless unless the deck is like legitimately very good and is is giving you ridiculous like you know 70 win percentage with with the deck then i think legacy players are more likely just to play a deck that they know and love very well as opposed to jump to like the meme deck of the week
1: yeah also your deck is a pile of hot trash yeah in that format and folds to like you say a single force is a single force of will and it doesn't matter how consistent it is at that point. If your opponent just has any of those cards, <laughs> yeah. you're having a very bad time. So yeah, I think it's probably reasonable there.
0: Yeah, like even if like even if they just got like yeah, even like a like a turn two and Legacy doesn't
1: seem that bad when you've got like Swords to Plowshares and stuff. Like, well, yeah, it's just it's just um, it's just a Show and Tell deck with less redundancy, right?
0: And yeah, the inability
1: yeah. to play force of well. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's it. yeah, that's it. It's it's a Show and Tell deck with worse cards. Which like, why don't you just play Show and Tell instead?
1: Yeah, and then you you have Force of Will. Yeah, and you can try and play a reasonable game if your combo fails. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cool. Like, okay. If
0: you're, if you're gonna play something awful in Legacy, play Belcher. Like,
1: well, Belcher's gotten kind of okay with the exactly <laughs> the double phase lance. So... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's it. like... <laughs> yeah, just do you that, want me doing that stuff. Play Belcher. Like. Yeah. So Valky's the only problem from Cal Diamond Legacy, right? Yeah,
0: I I, I think so and Cascade, I think Cascade is is, is easily changeable, like hundred percent easily changeable. Um I don't know what the cleanest answer is or what the best answer is to a rather the Cascade mechanic, but I'm sure they'll come up with, with a good one. I think like yeah. you know, l- look what they did with Companion. Companion was a mess that just ruined magic for like <laughs> a week and a half or however long that was. Mm-hmm. A month and a half it felt like. But uh I think they came up with it with a good solution to that, and the the companions that are good enough still see a lot of play, and the ones that aren't don't, and, and that's good. That's fine. That's what we'd hoped for in the first place, anyway.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Okay. So, when they say larger band announcement, do you think that applies to anything specifically? Any 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 thoughts in your head that pop it off when you hear larger band announcement outside of just
0: so l- larger band announcement? I think could mean could mean many things, but I, I think the the bit that really gets me is, is they're saying additionally we're continuing on discussions about doing the same in Legacy, makes me think that they're they're clearly having discussions about cards in Legacy. Uh, Uro's the one they've mentioned by name, but I think immediately the other one that jumps out straight away is, is Oko. Um, he's, he's banned just about everywhere else. <laughs> it's, you know, his, yep. his days are numbered surely. Uh, and then personally, I, I think if if they do Ban those two cards, I would really like to see Dreadhorde Arcanist go as well. I don't hate mm-hmm. Dreadhorde Arcanist, I don't hate Oko, uh, I don't even hate Uro and Legacy. Uh, I think my issue with Dreadhorde Arcanist is if you get rid of, of, of Uro and Oko, then and Grixis, uh, Grixis Delver or, or Tima Delver just becomes like the best deck in the format, like 100%. And I think you just get far too much value out of out of Arcanist it, it just kind of becomes that the problem that like Deathrite Shaman was where it's a very very efficient creature but it, it's too efficient for what else is going
1: on in the format yeah I I think I agree with that I think I'd like to just if, we, if we're going to ban Oro and just ban Oro and Negusage see so what happens because it does make some of the Oko decks weaker yeah I guess, though the Oko decks were still performing even before Uro was printed, so maybe we just go back to that and then we evaluate them from there. And Dreyhard Arcanist has sort of been a slow burner, kind of. It was. People messed about with it and then decided maybe it wasn't that good, and then it's just slowly crept up to where it's just one of the best cards in the format by quite a lot at this point. And yeah. has just basically usurped Delva as the card in Delva decks that's good.
0: That's it. Like, if you look at, like, the, the spells the Delva decks are playing, like, you play, like. Uh... Yeah, you play, like like twenty-one drop spells, so that's it's just it has so many good good targets that that can be cast for free with Treadhought Darkness. Like again, it's that problem. It's, it's free spells. I don't yep. think Treadhought Darkness is, you know, I don't think it, think it's broken or busted. Like I don't want to want to be hyperbolic when I'm talking about it, but I I think it is is generally very good and may just end up being too efficient for the format. I think if you you have oko and you have uro in the format you're having decks and you're having games where the players playing those cards are gaining gaining gain life they're gaining you know they they're going to have more than their 20 life in in total over the course of a game by the three life that you gain from uro and like the food that you make from oko uh which i think makes Dreadhorde arcanist worse not a lot worse but it definitely makes it worse because Every time you cast an extra lightning bolt for free, they've probably got three health for free from Uro anyway. So I think... The... All of the life gain stuff that Uro does really sort of mitigates some of the effects of the hot Darkness, but I think with those two gods gone, it'll become far more of an obvious problem, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And, and I, I guess we'll see how it shakes out.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think from a, from a personal level... I'd probably be a little bit happier with Uro and Oco gone as well because then it means that like Adnosium Tendrils is slightly more playable again because <laughs> <laughs> sure you, you now start on like 20 life again as opposed to like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: 20x whatever whatever you're gaining with those decks but I like personally I think Legacy is is fine Um, I don't I really don't dislike where it's at currently there's there's certainly some that's the thing like i'm not i'm not 100% against making changes at all but i don't think that i don't think it's in, in dire need of a shaker, but it's certainly not like it doesn't feel like it did when astrolabe was first printed uh, or when daftar Shaman was doing awful things or like i guess even when like Probe probe was around causing problems I, I don't feel like anything really really needs to be
1: banned but i th- i think it's just it is ubiquity at this point yeah yeah. like Oko and Auro are just showing up in, in, in more and more decks and just a high percentage of the of the metagame and I think that looks concerning but if we're talking about a format like Legacy that historically for me hasn't been concerning like it's not doing anything like you know it, it invalidates, invalidates certain strategies and it was my problem with Astrolabe for a long time just that it just, it just makes Wasteland bad and yeah. Wasteland is a, is a tenet of the format I think Astrolabe is less of a problem though I do think it facilitates a lot of these problems um, oh yeah okay, I agree <laughs> Like having being able to cast Uro and Oko in a deck that's also playing, you know, abrupt decays and Dreadlord Darkness or Lightning Bolt or whatever, and you're Punishing Fire Piles and stuff like that. I think it does does contribute to why these cards are so prevalent and just so easy to cast. Um, but I don't, I don't think like like you know, Jason Man's Sculptor was ubiquitous for a long time. Yeah. And you know, Brainstorm, Ponder, Forcible, right? They're just just in, in most decks and. I don't think Ubiquity is the problem I think we should when we're talking about Legacy we should talk about it entirely in terms of power level Yeah. yeah. and Uro is just an annoying win condition and Oko is just an annoying win condition and they're kind of I think Skyclaim Apparition has done a lot to help Legacy so the decks like Death and Taxes like yeah. Maverick those fair decks have more of an answer now to those cards and you just have a clean answer to Oko and a clean answer to Uro but they they can't deal with that outside so of your like account spell which is also fine and I don't like just sort of killing off these cards just because they're seeing a lot of play because legacy is a format where just cards see lots of play delver sees lots of play we don't ban delver <laughs> force of will is in a lot of decks we don't ban force of will we didn't ban jace the mind sculptor because it was seeing play all the time i mean this is quite a while ago now but yeah
0: like if you look at you go to empty view goldfish and currently look at the most played cards in legacy uh you look at the, the top 10 cards overall like force of will is number one played in 58% of decks brainstorms Mm -hmm. number two played in 57% of decks and then after that it's ponder surgical extraction and uh force negation pyroblast and then oko does creep in there at number seven so yeah oko is seeing a lot of play but jace the mind sculptor saw a lot of play and i I don't think Mm -hmm. at any point it would have been correct to ban jace the mind sculptor and legacy
1: and I, I guess Oko being the first threat to appear on that list is kind of concerning, it's the highest placing threat card, I guess, yes. as opposed to all these answer cards that the rest of these cards are reading, really, or, you know, cantrips. And I, I guess that makes it a little bit concerning, but, you know, every deck has game against these piles, it's not like they're unbeatable you can absolutely beat all these decks like you can beat yeah. Ur Renoko Piles from from the position of most decks like you say like Ad nauseum tendrils specifically losing from just your opponent accidentally being on 52 live is kind of a problem but
0: um, it's, it's I mean you know as somebody who loves Ant and will just just play Ant forever it, it doesn't it just doesn't bother me I play a bad deck now and that's fine I've accepted
1: that I can play Doomsday yeah. if I want to play a good combo deck yeah exactly Like there are always there are still avenues for for you to everyone to play what they want to play and I yeah. don't think those cards are too much of a problem.
0: Yeah I I also think that so you s- say that, uh, that Oko is the first sort of a threat to appear on that list but I think like, in terms of threat if you you look at like uh, look at like the the modes on Oko if you look at like the the minus 5 which is obviously very easy to do Usually the best thing that you're gonna be exchanging a food token or an astolib or whatever with is gonna be an Uro anyway. And with Uro gone, I think Oko I don't know if Oko becomes significantly worse, but Oko definitely does become worse. Whether or not it's measurable. I am not sure. we we'll see. You
1: can't you can't take Uro. It's powerful. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> not so, I have not tried C- to do C- that C- before. Not C- <laughs> C- yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I have definitely tried to do that before, and they've been like, "No, no, no, it's got six powers." Like, oh, Reading I thought it was converted <laughs> Yeah, you can take a delve or a Dreadlord Darkness. You can tell I don't play good decks, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no sure, no sure. idea what Oko does. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe <laughs> with with Oregon, it's it's time for grave to make a resurgence. To be yeah,
0: quite, again. yeah, quite quite possibly. That's it. Like again, you look at the other side. Look at the top creatures. Uh currently I'm Gigi Goldfish, Top Creatures and Legacy. Number one is Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, twenty two per cent of decks. Uh, number two is Plague Engineer, twenty two percent of decks. Number three is Dreadhorde Archonist, nineteen percent of decks, and after that's containment priest, whole breacher, delver of secrets, clothis, ice van cottle, if a sworn and collect roof. Obviously a lot of those are, are like really nice, cool sideboard cards and glass cannon cards. Uh, a lot of them do tend to uh tend to deal with, with Uros
1: as well and a lot of them were printed in the last two years Holy crap, Yeah, I a lot know. of them were printed in the last two years <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know, it's just like I think the, the comparison to Tarmogoyf is kind of reasonable It's just the most efficient threat we have now Yeah, Like, Tarmogoyf was the most efficient threat for a long time, like, Team of Piles like, Team of Devil was always playing Tarmogoyfs um, You had stuff like Germag, Angler um, and whatever, that were just the most efficient threat for the time, and Aura just fills that slot really well yeah, and it's also I mean. just... Yeah, it bridges you to that late game. It's it's like... If you take away Uro and Oko, decks are going to be scrambling for win conditions. Uh, there are so many right, decks that just don't function. Really. Like the Miracles Dread, Piles... Dread, piles
0: Dreadhall Arcanist is still going to be very good. Like, yeah,
1: but you know what I mean? Like, There are decks that have been playing Uro and Oko as its only threats. Yeah, yeah. But like, your you Snow Miracles Piles, and generally Snow Piles in general, those are the only ways of winning the game. Yeah, outside I, of your opponent literally you, decking. Even that, like... i us say you do hit Uro, Oko and Dreadhold
0: Arcanist... like. Team Adelva, Team Adelva loses four copies of Arcanus main board, two copies of Oko main board. So you just play like four Tamagouf. copies of Tarmago and two copies of Clothit's main board.
1: Yeah. Like and I think but I think that, that deck is just way too good then. Yeah. That's the problem. I think <clears throat> if you're taking away Uro, you take away the, the decks that are able to combat that. So decks okay. like Miracles that have access to Oko and Uro are able to combat the Delva decks that are doing a similar thing. I don't know, I don't think it's Uro's time. I, I honestly think Legacy seems relatively healthy outside of the Valky nonsense that's <laughs> happening currently which I think I assume they'll deal with um, yeah. through the Cascade ruling and like every every sort of kind of strategy is is, is kind of okay like, like I was you know I, we, we, I was talking for a long time about how I think Astralope should be banned in Legacy because it was just doing too many stupid things and was sort of Deathrite Shaman Mark 2 and Wasteland wasn't very good but the format is able to sort itself out
0: Yeah,
1: and Honestly, Sky King evaporation has done a lot for Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> has done a lot for the fair white decks, just to be able to deal with all the sorts of nonsense. And I think that's good. Um, yeah, I, I think d- Legacy seems kind of fine. Fully, fully agree. I, I think I'm very much on on board <clears throat> with that. I think that the the
0: only other card, I guess that I think is might be worth having a conversation about is Holbreacher. I think that's the only other one. Um, uh-huh. Because it just having two two effects that I guess. Two effects that do the Norset thing, sort of. It's not necessarily healthy for the format. I think I think Hull Breach is considerably better than it uh, especially in Legacy as well. It, mm-hmm. In fact, it has Flash. It's 3-2. It attacks, yeah. That's the yeah, main thing like about it. it. It attacks. They can't draw cards anymore. It's very, very good. I, I Personally, I, I don't think I would want to see it banned, but I also think it's it's absolutely fair to be having conversations about it yeah
1: i guess i don't think it's <clears throat> that big of a deal then again the snow piles have just been sort of adopting two of it and two days doing just to just as, just, as just, a, yeah, just, a threat, just, i guess cause, just because you can like it's, it's again it's, it's just very
0: good like if you can if you can turn off your opponent drawing extra cards and in response makes treasure for you that's it's pretty good and the fact that it has flash is very good as well like yeah, like Breach is seeing a hell of a lot of play than, than, than Snapcaster Mage at the moment like yeah just like looking at the looking at the, the most commonly played creatures in Legacy list on MTG Goldfish like Snapcaster Mage isn't in the top 20, Guyf's not in the top 20, I think the format's just moved
1: on so much from from where it was and it's, it's quite astounding really when you look at it. I think that's fine I think that's what happens in Legacy, things just move on. Yeah. And um, you, you, you don't get to have the Orgard anymore. You don't get to, like, Snapcaster's kind of unplayable now. Jace is kind of a little bit unplayable now. And these things move on, and that's the world in which we live in, because Wizards keep designing stupid cards that keep breaking yeah. it across small performats And like, you can everything. Snapcaster
0: Mage isn't in the top 50 creatures in Legacy on MTG Goldfish. I can't think of a deck
1: that plays it. Yeah, Like no, a good, no, like no. a representative deck. Yeah, like the the snow piles have just stopped playing it, and they've started picking up Dreadlord. Yeah, I, I I I can't imagine a world where like Bolt Snap Bolt is good anymore. It's just not good enough. You it, like yeah. it. Sometimes sees playing like Stoneblade piles, despite the fact that Stoneblade isn't particularly good, just because it's a it's a value card that you can recast Source Supply shares with, and the other decks like having your graveyard stock for Uro is far too important, and I guess that's part of it. But I don't think it's. I think it's a problem that these cards don't see play. I don't think we make bans based on the fact that cards don't see play anymore. Yeah, no I, I think yeah. I, I would agree with you there definitely.
0: I think it's just just blowing my my mind just see just seeing the list of the most played creatures like this and it's like, wow.
1: Yeah, Snapcast is kinda of bad. Yeah, like what does it fire, do? Fire design. <laughs> it's done a number on there because he hasn't it. Yeah, you just fire all the odd cards. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I kind of, I don't really have many predictions, um, we know where Ura is going, I assume the Cascade thing's going to happen, I assume Tybalt's trickery is going to be banned in the places it needs to be banned in, and I kind of couldn't tell you what's going to happen elsewhere. So I'm kind of excited for it, really, as as someone who it doesn't affect at all, really. I guess if they do ban Uro and Oko, I just have some dual lands that I won't use anymore, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: think I'm very much in, in the same position there, like, it doesn't really affect what I play, in terms of legacy decks, um... But I, I think, I don't know, I, th- I think I'm, where I'm at is, is more in a position of being open just to having conversations around these cards and, and, and bans and being, I think I'm I'm just kind of okay. Whatever they decide to do, I think I'm okay with trying it out. If they ban just Uro, I don't think I'll be upset. If they ban Uro and Oko, I don't think I'll be upset. If they ban Uro, Oko, Dreadhold, Arcanist and Holbreacher, I don't think I'll be upset they ban nothing I don't think I'll be upset I just think that I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to just sort of accept and play around with with what they decide to do uh yeah definitely I, I think as, as we say every time we talk about Legacy here Legacy's great and it yeah. feels it always just feels like a really unique format that the people who play it really love and will just sort of the format does just just really adapt and, and change and the cream of the crop always rises to the top in, in, in this format and it, it definitely definitely just looks that like yeah it might just be the case where some of these old cards your snapcast mages, your Tormagorps just aren't good enough anymore but that might not just be that, that just might be the way it is that's just, it's just not a problem, you just kind of have to move for the times I think and if that means that Uro is here to stay so be it but it may be, maybe is too good then yeah maybe that's fine as well Tomagorff can come back. Yeah. But yeah, maybe if you
1: uh, if you don't own a playset at Tomagorffs, maybe now's a good time to buy them. I was thinking exactly that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I might have to sell a playset at Rose for £5 pounds soon, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's thing, like...
0: Hashtag Finance Advice. <laughs> like, sell your Uros and use that yeah. money to buy Tomagorffs.
1: Yeah, I think... The only thing for me is that I'll just move the jewel lands I was using in my Oka Uro deck into jewels for a different deck. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. <laughs> for me, personally. Uh, so, yeah, I'm kind of in for whatever. Maverick's always bad, so I'll keep playing it.
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. Cool. Was there anything else that you wanted
0: to touch on this week before we get out of here? No, not really. Cool.
1: I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, cool. So, I think that's pretty much all we have time for this week. How do you feel about Secret Lairs? <laughs> we managed to go a whole... A whole month, the whole three weeks, without without any at all, and then suddenly here's two in the space of mm-hmm. than a week. Yep. Uh, are you going to buy any of them? Do you think they're cool? Do you think we're wrong and they're not cringy at all? I mean, we're well, right, they are very cringy. I don't think are they're you, all
1: cringy, I just think that metal one's cringy.
0: Yeah, agree. Fully, fully agree. <laughs> you can come and share your opinions with us and get at us on social media. On Twitter, we're at HFDCast, facebook.com slash HFDCast. Or, if you really enjoyed anything that you like in the show, you want to hit us up on Patreon, uh, we are patreon.com slash devastation where tiers start as little as $1 per month that's roughly 20-25 cents per episode
1: but be responsible with your money yes I by, can't. Tom yeah, by Tom yeah buy Tom Goffs. apparently uh, and then sell them for cans of beans <laughs> you can <laughs> you can find the podcast on SoundCloud and Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher uh, if you want to go to one of those platforms and leave us a review or a rating or a comment it would really help us get the podcast out to more people yeah if you want to find me on my own personal social media
0: on Twitter I'm at PeachGardenOath that's Oth of an F uh, Facebook I'm Joe Loudon you can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups explaining the basics of MTG Finance every single day god that's my favourite thing to do hell yeah also stream on Twitch every Friday night I'll be doing something, something magic related I think I'll be doing a time draft this week you can find me at,
1: at twitch.tv slash come hang out it's pretty fun you can find me on Twitter at Snail69 nice I just a thought pops into my head and it makes me really angry, so I tweet it. That's basically how my Twitter <laughs> works, whether yeah, that be about like, magic or about the state of the world. <laughs> every, every day that goes by, I'm still surprised that you, you're you're able to post on the Bird website. Oh, no, I know they haven't got me yet. Well, it's because I'm not big enough for people to actually care. Yeah, I don't true. have enough of a following <laughs> for like you know someone has to go back and find my tweet from April to be like oh they, they said something bad about billionaires and <sighs> it happens very rarely. <laughs> That's all I'll say so awesome. that's pretty much
0: all we have time for this week once again we are approaching the second hour the Godfair has returned so we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation